where nobody knows your name is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. Hello and welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name. Now, before we start, we want to do a little announcement. This episode was recorded during self-isolation, so it might sound a little different. Now, we wanted to acknowledge that, but we didn't want to talk about it throughout the whole episode because you're probably tired of hearing about it in the news. So what we did want to do was have normal programming. We've got a great episode of Cheers lined up. We're going to have a fun conversation. And while we can't go to pubs, we're going to bring the pub to you. How does that sound, John? That sounds great to me. As you said, you know, we've heard a lot about it, but yeah, this is a good one. And back in the 80s, there was no COVID-19. So, you know, let's have some fun today. (laughs) That's it. The episode is Teacher's Pet, aired on the 31st of January, 1985. Yeah, and this episode was written by Tom Reader and directed by James Burroughs, of course. He must have directed quite a few now. Well, all of them. But yeah, this is a nice episode. Middle of season three. And uh, how do we begin this episode, James? In the cold open, Cliff approaches Carla and asks her not to tease him about his ears as he is going to get them tucked. He's going to have a surgery on them. He also says, don't tease me about how I live with my mother. And she argues, you know, she's, what's the word, haggling basically. Yeah, but what she can actually make fun of. They go through kind of a list and they end up with the fact that he's not very tidy. And that's that's on the table. She can make fun of that. She comes up there with a really great line. By the way, your mother called. She said you left your earmuffs in the driveway and no one could get out. Cliff isn't too happy about it. He says that's, that's clearly an ear joke. She says, it's a tidy joke. Come on, Cliff. Don't over-exaggerate now. But it's a well-crafted joke. Yeah, well, all, all jokes and cheers are James. Yeah, exactly. This is a perfect example of, I think it's one of the best Your Mother jokes we've seen on Cheers. Yeah, yeah, and there's been quite a few. Recently, of course, uh, about Cliff's mother, because we found out he still lives with his mother. There's been some about Diane's mum. Frasier's mum was in a couple of episodes again. That was it. But I think this is the best Your Mama joke on Cheers so far. That's the cold open. It was a good one. Some nice little jokes in there. I'm not sure how much we can draw parallels to the main episode, but I guess we'll try and tease some ideas as we go on. In the main episode, Sam needs to pass a geography class in order to get his high school diploma. Everyone's a bit sort of confused because he's uh, he's quite sneakative and he brings a bag of stuff into his office and sort of runs past everyone else in the bar. And everyone thinks he's hiding a bit of a secret. Which we wouldn't put it past Sam. Diane's initial jump is there. Sam might be back on the ball. Yeah, and she goes, I was afraid of this. Day after day of watching Frasier and me exulting in our joy has finally driven him over the edge. And when she said that, I was like, oh, calm down, Diane. Not everyone's in love with you. And I was thinking, we haven't actually seen Frasier for a while. That's true. The last episode we saw Frasier was Heart is a Lonely Snipe Hunter two episodes ago. Oh, maybe maybe it was more recent than I thought then. We just miss him. We got Crane on the brain. She goes to sort of check in on Sam and see what she thinks is true. And when she goes in, she finds him reading. This is second or third time we've seen Sam reading. He'd better be careful. Yeah, we've seen him read War and Peace once, and that just drove him over the edge. He said he'd never read a book for abroad again. That's how we know this isn't for Diane. It's for himself. And like you said before, Sam's back at school. They reveal this, and Diane comes out, and she goes, Someone in our little Cheers family is doing something to improve himself, and I want you all to know about it. And Cliff goes, I knew it! Carly, you told Diane about my ear job, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah, I suppose actually the cold open is quite linked. Yeah, it's secrets. Secret shames, which reminds me of The Simpsons when Homer's eating flowers and bettering yourself. Sam tells the rest of the bar that he's looking like he is going back to school, that he didn't pass his high school diploma, I think it's revealed. Yes, Diane initially thinks it's a college diploma. 
and then it's his high school diploma. And Dehan goes, what? <laughs> he gets a lot of encouragement from everyone across the bar. And Coach gets a bit of inspiration to do the same as well. He knew he was good at one subject. It was either geography or geometry. And Diane asks him a question on geometry and he doesn't know it. So he assumes it was geography. But he was right. He is good at geography. Yeah, he is quite good. He has good ways of studying. Which we'll delve into, I suppose. Yeah, I'm sure we will. So Sam and Coach start going to school together. Yeah, and they're both getting straight A's, which is interesting, but also suspicious. See, I thought it was quite suspicious for both of them. I did too, but it turns out Coach is just very good at geography. Yeah, he's just a good studier. But we do find out that Sam isn't learning his grades the right way. No, he's getting them through sleazy means. He's putting on the sleaze. So Diane's suspicious of Sam's good grades. She goes into the office to confront him about it. And they kind of have this conversation where she's about to sort of tell him off. But then he tells himself off every time. This is absolutely the worst thing I've ever done. The worst thing you... Wait a minute. You don't even know what I'm going to say. I just found out that you have been sleeping... Sleeping with my teacher. That's right. And that's not the worst part of it. She also has been giving you... Good marks because of it. Yes. Are you admitting that you're doing this and that you know it's wrong? Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah? Well, stop slouching. <laughs> Look what's happened to your posture. What? I needed something. Which is quite funny. Quite a good scene. It kind of reminded me a little bit of another episode that we've seen before, where Sam starts going out with... Lana Marshall? Yeah. In Now Pitching Sam Malone? Exactly, James. And in that episode, he's very aware of what he's doing is wrong as well. That's true. And he's aware that he needs to start getting the grades the right way. So he calls up his teacher, and uh, they have a bit of discussion on the phone. Hello, uh, Miss Purdy. It's little Sammy Malone from the third row. (laughs) Yeah, uh... (laughs) Listen, Lana, um, about school, um... I had this crazy thought. I'm even embarrassed to mention it, but do you think that maybe our relationship is in any way affecting the marks I've been getting? You know, like making you unconsciously change some of... What? You are? Well, that's nice, but what? Me? Uh, Yeah, I'm naked too. Sounds like we're ready for the class photo. No, 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 there's no one here. I was an insect, but I killed it. Um, Listen, I'm serious about this. I I would like my grade to be based on my knowledge of geography. No, I mean it. Did I say something funny? Yeah, well, when you see the results of my test, you're gonna be laughing out the other side of your hemisphere. But I, well, if you'll excuse me now, I got some studying to do. When he suggests he wants to get grades, honestly, you heard she just laughs at him. Bit rude. A little bit. You know, it would have been ruder if she argued and they continued their relationship, but she just put the grade down from A to C or something. <laughs> That's what happens. So there's an agreement that Sam's going to earn his grades. And who's going to help him do that? Well, Coach will, of course. And that's when we do get to see some of Coach's best tips, which involve songs. Oh, a little sing-song. Yeah. Yeah. He says, the way to remember facts about countries is by associating them with songs. And then you sing songs about said country to a tune of other popular songs, you know, old band things or well-known pop music, but replace it with facts about the country. So he chooses Albania, 
and he sings the melody to When the Saints Go Marching In. Albania, Albania, you border on the Adriatic. Your land is mostly mountainous, and your chief export is chrome. You're a communist republic, you're a red regime. Sing it, Sam. It's quite a good number. I thought it was pretty catchy. It would be a good national anthem if it wasn't... Already taken. ...that, and because it's out of date now, because the Soviet Union collapsed. That too. But Sam gets some help from other people, or other people offer to help him. He rejects them, like Cliff and Norm. Sam says they're both stupid. And then he comes crawling back to them for help. And then they kind of refuse to help him afterwards. I don't know. I'm sorry, Sam. I think we're too dumb to help, don't you, Norm? <laughs> I didn't even understand the question, Cliffy. <laughs> I'd like to go home, I think. I'll go home. Okay, Can you help me? Too? Yeah, yeah. Left, right, left, right, left, right. Oh, 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 I can't even do that. Let's go home, Norm. Quite a good sequence. I quite liked it. It was very funny. I liked their double act a lot. Mm. It's in behind the scenes on the DVDs. George Wendt talks about how John Mattenberger is one of the best comedy partners you could have. Very down to earth, works very well and plays off George himself. And he couldn't be generous enough for having the opportunity for the 11 years he spent on Cheers, which is a lovely thing to say. Yeah, that's quite nice. I think that's one thing which we haven't got a huge amount of so far is their comedy duo in scenes like that, which do feel very much sort of, not improv but an element of improvisation. Yeah, there's certainly aspects they could add to the written script with it being just text. They can obviously add certain characterization elements to it, which would be fairly improvised, I would imagine. Obviously, James Burroughs directs and channels the way it would need to go. But I'd imagine the root idea and root interpretation they want to go with are from George and John themselves, in terms of what character aspects they put on it in the first rehearsals. What a good duo. This episode as well, we're talking a little bit about the cast. No guest stars. Al appears, but is uncredited in this episode. Oh, he's hardly a guest. He's a regular, James. And I think that's why it's quite a nice episode. There's a lot of individual character development in it. A man walks down the street one night and says, why am I soft in the middle now? <laughs> it's from, you can call me Al. The truth is, Paul Simon just loved Cheers. Of course he did. But, yeah, of course he did. Favourite show. <laughs> He just didn't want to make it too obvious, so wrote about a recurring character who I think so far has only had about six lines. I thought he only had one, just a Sinatra. In this episode, we see Diane doing some a little bit of light reading. She's reading The Psychology of Self-Esteem by Nathaniel Brandon, 1969. Quite relevant to this episode. Not only to Sam's scenario, but Cliff's as well, of uh, bettering individuals and having a bit of self-esteem. But from the sounds of it, it sounds like you've done some research on it as well. Only that she was reading it. Ah, well, there's two parts to it. One is the foundation, which is the philosophical and psychological theory that does not focus on self-esteem. But it's this idea that self-esteem is integrated into the sum of self-confidence and self-respect. You have to have self-esteem in order to better yourself. It kind of shows that both sides to it, because Cliff, I'm guessing at the beginning of this, has quite a low self-esteem. That's why he's trying to change his ears. By the end of the episode, he doesn't want to change them anymore, because he's got self-esteem. And the insurance doesn't cover it. That too. He's got the self-esteem. 
Shall I do the positive bit, James? That folds a bit into Sam and him doing his diploma. I couldn't agree more. As it goes on later in the episode, and it turns out the teacher is going to give him an honest grade, he pleads Coach to help him. And Coach is annoyed because Coach was like, I worked honestly, Sam, and you just go in with your with your sleaze. Mm. I'm quite disappointed in you, Sam. There's a line which Coach says, which is brilliant. He goes, you're always messing up and I'm always bailing you out. You mess it up and I bail you out. It's getting a little boring. Thanks, Coach. Don't you think it's getting a little boring, Sam? Yes, Coach. Oh. Uh, it's quite good. It, bits like that do sort of remind you of the history that Coach and Sam have together as well. That we've only really seen a small part of it so far. Yeah, we have seen three years of their life, approximately. But they've known each other for, I'd say, about a decade. I don't know, maybe more. Yeah? Maybe. I know that Sam stopped playing baseball a few years before the series began. So yeah, you're probably right. He probably knew him as soon as he entered minor leagues. There's actually a great photo of them on the internet, which I've found. Coach Sam and Yaz in their Red Sox outfits. I think you will do a, a shout-out to the Facebook group for that one, James, because I saw it in there as well. Shout-out to... Cheers, TV's Perfect Show, and Cheers Fan Club. Both good fan groups for Cheers. Eventually, after Coach's song, they both pass. Well, hey, is that off the fireworks? Oh, Sam loves a bit of fireworks. It's his favourite instrument. Coach gets an A, obviously. And Sam gets a D, I believe. You say obviously. Coach getting an A, that's an achievement. It's, he's a geography whiz. <laughs> Any other episode, I would have been like, Whoa, not sure about that. But this episode, I know what I'm going to be toasting at the end of this episode. Coach's success. But as you said, Sam getting a D, he wasn't too happy. You know what D stands for? According to Sam, dumb. Diploma. Ah, that's quite good. That's right. Clever. You should be a motivational speaker. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel better about his grades afterwards? Diane's comforting him and saying, you might not be book smart, Sam, but you're street smart. She says, so you don't know the capital of North Dakota is Pierre. And then Sam goes, what did you say? Because it's not Pierre, is it? What is the capital of North Dakota, John? Bismarck. Correct. I would have also accepted the letter N or the letter D. Ah, well, I got the right answer. Uh, she also tells him the capital of Oregon is Portland. Which it isn't. It's Salem. Famous for Salem's lot. Sort of, but it's short for Jerusalem's lot. It's also the name of the cat in Sabrina. Sam feels better about it because Diane didn't know her geography. There seems to be a trend of like small victories by being slightly better than Diane. Yeah, all the bars laughing at her. Even people we don't know. <laughs> I'm saying it reminds me of like previous episodes where, do you remember when Carl and Diane had the, the bet who was the best waitress? And then the way to make Carla feel better was to get everyone to sort of laugh at Diane. There was another sort of small victory where I think it's something that we got from it, from the episode, An American Family. Nick's moves work on Diane in the end to just show how Carla's success was even more so. That's true. In King of the Hill, they subverted it by Diane being slightly better at ping pong than Sam. Diane's used very much like a benchmark that people can be better than. But that's how people are getting sort of recognition and like validation by just being better than Diane. It's a bit weird. It's weird how much it's happened in season three as well. That's the trivia sound. And in honour of this episode being about an exam, I have quite a few questions for you oh, today. I hope you've been <laughs> studying, John. As long as it's not geography. Maybe. Ah, Maybe no. not. You better kick it off then, because I don't have as many questions. 
what is the name of the geography textbook that Diane finds Sam reading at the start of the episode? People of the world? That's pretty close. The world and its people. Ah, so close. What stopped Sam from graduating high school the first time around? He signed up to, uh, like, minor leagues, right? Essentially, yeah. In his senior year, he got a contract to play Class A ball. Spring training didn't start until February, and school didn't get out until June. There's a good one. Stop you in your tracks. Hold you up for a bit. What is the sum of the angles of an isosceles triangle? 180 degrees. Correct. You're smarter than coach. Got another couple of questions for you. According to Norm, which three people never graduated high school? Thomas Edison. That's one. Not Coward. That's two. Sure. That's three. What is the name of the geography teacher? Miss Purdy. Yep, Miss Alana Purdy. Which is funny because it sounds like pretty. Purdy's a word for pretty, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Clever. It's like Professor DeWitt all over again. Professor DeWitt, yeah. <laughs> Professor DeWitt and Miss Purdy. Classic names. A bit of a confession here, James. The reason I knew those three names is because they feature in my question for you. No one gets those names from a book. What is the name of the book? Oh, now that is a difficult one. I'm going to say BuzzFeed. Well, kind of close. It's the Book of Lists, which I assume just lists. I wasn't far off there. Yeah, yeah, it's the same idea, just in paper form. What are some facts about Albania when this episode aired? Oh, no. You get bonus points if you can say it in tune. Oh, I, d- I don't. I should have remembered this. I should have should have expected you to ask a question about this. Um, I don't know, James. I'd love to hear you sing it. Albania, Albania, you border on the Adriatic. Your land is mostly mountainous and your chief export is chrome. The Communist Republic, your red regime, and then it fades out. Beautiful, James. I was sitting here doing like an orchestra, wave my hands. I think Coach sang it better than me. My heart wasn't in it. <laughs> That's the reason. Yeah, put it down to that. Your heart wasn't in it. I feel like uh, you're going to know the answer to my question, James. What is the capital of North Dakota? Bismarck. Actually, I was looking for the, the capital N or capital D. I'm afraid you were wrong there, James. <laughs> Clever. Bit of a curveball question. And truth be told, I thought we may be able to put another song in our Cheers playlist. Okay. Shameless plug to the Spotify playlist there. (laughs) Interestingly, the Van Halen song, Hot for Teacher, was released in 1984 as part of the album 1984, which is the year that this season started. But can you tell me what song on the album shared the name of a country? Albania. Yes. No, it's it's Panama. And I'm going to play a little bit of it for you here. A lovely addition to our Spotify playlist. That will be James. What's the name of that Spotify playlist again so the listeners can find it? Play it again, Sam the definitive Cheers playlist. And we've added two Van Halen classics to it, Hot for Teacher and Panama. Check it out on our Spotify. So that's the last call at the bar, James. 
It's been an, a lovely stay. I've enjoyed this first virtual outing to the where nobody knows your name establishment. Yeah, definitely different. And as we said in the start of the episode, we want to bring the pub to you. So if you can't go to the pub, then we're always here. We've got a backlog of episodes to listen to, this musical playlist, order a drink by just messaging us, and then we'll put one up dedicated to you. So yeah, willing to provide that service. But this episode has been very, very interesting. I mean, it's been nice to see Coach on his win after getting an NA. I said I was going to have a toasted coach at the end, so I'd, I'd still like to do that. But what else could be toasty, Jim? Believing in yourself. That's a key theme of this episode. Don't stop believing. Hold on to that feeling. Add that to the playlist. <laughs> Bit of journey. So with that in mind, here's a toast. What, what are we having to decide on a drink? Don't think they had a specific drink. Is there something which is school-related, maybe? What drink did you drink at school? <laughs> no, I've looked for an Albanian drink. Ooze. B-O-Z-E. Booze? Maybe. B-O-Z-E. E with like an umlaut. It has four ingredients. Corn, wheat flour, sugar, and water. I'm sure it's going to be delicious. So let's get two glasses of bowls and uh, let's toast to self-esteem and coaches A. Thank you for listening to this episode of Where Nobody Knows Your Name. A cheers podcast.